0: Hey, 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 it's your girl, Carla Renata, a.k.a. The Curvy Film Critic, baby. We got some GLAAD nominees. We got a Golden Globes recap. We got so much to talk about, I'ma let you stay right there until I come back. Bam! tuned into black Hollywood live the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture tune in right now hey 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 this is your girl Carla Renata and you have joined black Hollywood lives the curvy critic with Carla Renata and I am your host so last week, when we left, I was on my way off to the Golden Globe Awards party, which was actually kind of fun. I took my brother with me, and that was really, really great. There were some big surprises that came up with the golden globes it was a it it was very um white. The winners were very white, and the, um, it was more inclusive of the LGBTQ community. Um, we had, uh, Taryn Edgerton win for Rocketman, and we had Elton John win. So, it, in, um, they honored Ellen DeGeneres with an award. It, it, you know, it, it was, um, it's, it was a very surprising awards. I'll just I'll just say that. It was very, very surprising with the, the nominees that came up. I mean, I really... I, if you had told me Taryn Edgerton was going to beat Eddie Murphy for a globe, Golden Globe, I would have been like, you a liar and your breath stank. But just saying. So, um... That was that. Um, But we did have some GLAAD nominees. You can see all the Golden Globe nominees if you watch the telecast. I won't go into that and repeat them all. But um, we had some GLAAD nominees that were released this morning. And among those being honored are Taylor Swift and um, Janet Mock from Pose. So, having said that, here are the nominees for GLAAD. So, uh, Outstanding Film for Wide Release is Bombshell. By Lionsgate, Booksmart, Downton Abbey, Judy, and Rocketman. Outstanding film, limited release. So let me just explain the difference between wide release and limited release. Limited release means it's only released in a few cities. Wide release means it's released nationwide and in some other countries in some instances. So limited release would be a film called Adam. Brittany Runs a Marathon. Love that movie. End of the Century. The Heiresses. Catherine... Pain and Glory, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Rafiki and Socrates, and This Is Not Berlin. Outstanding documentary is 5B, Gay Chorus, Deep South. <laughs> Love that movie. Um, let What is that? Latest in Waiting, State of Pride, Wig, and Outstanding Drama Series. Buckle up, baby. This is a long list. Batwoman, Billions, Euphoria. Killing Eve, The L Word, The Politician, Pose, Shadowhunters, Star Trek, Discovery, and Supergirl. Who I'm out of breath just talking about that one. Outstanding comedy series, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Dear White People, One Day at a Time, The Other Two, Schitt's Creek, Sex Education, Superstore. Yay, Superstore! And Vita, Work in Progress. The reason why I went yay, Superstore is because I recur on Superstore, so yay for us. Um... Outstanding individual episode, Love Drunk History. Yeah, Love on Drunk History. Sorry, my bad. Murdered at Bad Address on Law and Order. Spontaneous Combustion on Easy. This Extraordinary Being, Watchmen. Two Doors Down, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. Outstanding TV movie, Dead with the Movie. Let It Snow on Netflix. Rent Live on Fox, Transparent Musical Finale on Amazon, Trapped the Alice Cooper Story on Lifetime. Outstanding limited series is Mrs. Fletcher. On HBO, The Red Line on CBS, Tales of the City on Netflix, When They See Us on Netflix, Years and Years on HBO. Outstanding Kids and Family Programming, Andy Mack on the Disney Channel. This is a long list too, so buckle up. The Bravest Night on Hulu, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Disney Plus, The Loud House. Mr. Ratburn, and special someone, Arthur. Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, she and the Princess of Power, Steven Universe, The Movie, A Tale of Two Nellas, Nella the Princess Knight, and Twelve Forever. Outstanding Reality Program is, the nominees are, Are You, Th- are you the One, Bachelor in Paradise, I Am Jazz, Queer Eye, and RuPaul's Drag Race. Outstanding Music Artist Nominees are Adam Lambert, Velvet, Side, A, Brittany Howard, Kevin Abstract, Arizona Baby, Kim Petras, Clarity, King Princess, Cheap Quinn, Lil Nas X, Seven, Melissa Etheridge, The Medicine Show, Micah, my name is Michael, Tegan and Sarah. Hey, I'm just like you. <laughs> I like saying that. Um, Young Ma, Herstory in the Making, Outstanding Comic Book, The Avant-Guards, written by Carly Ustin, Bloom, written by Kevin Panetta, Crowded, written by Christopher Sabella, Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, written by Mariko Tamaki, Um, Tamaki, sorry, Laura Dean, Keeps Breaking Up With Me, (laughs) written by Mariko Tamaki. Um, What is this one? Liebenstrasse, there we go, written by Greg Lockhart, Lumber James. written by Shannon Waters, Runaways, written by Rainbow Rowell, Star Wars, Dr. Alfra, written by Simon Spurrier, and The Wicked Plus Divine, written by Kieran Gillen. Okay, we're almost through, kids. Outstanding video game nominees, Apex Legends, Botherlands 3, The Outer Woods, Overwatch, The Walking Dead, outstanding Broadway production, The Choir Boy by Terrell Alvin McRaney, who also wrote Moonlight, The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez, Jagged Little Pill by Diablo Cody, lyrics by Alanis, Alanis Morissette, Slave Play by Jeremy O'Harris, and What the Constitution Means to Me by Heidi Schreck. Outstanding variety or talk show episode. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Billy Porter serves cataract, realness, fashion, and the Tonys. Ellen meets inspiring Mormon valedictorian <laughs> Jacob Tobia promoting gender. Jonathan Van Ness, honey, she's an what is it? She's a she's an onion with all sorts of layers. That's hilarious. Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Lily is struggling to date women. A little late on Lily Singh. ABC News Pride Day on WABC New York. All her sons. CBS This Morning. Am I next gay and targeted in, in what is that, Chechna, not on Nightline? Am I next transgender and targeted Nightline? Am, I, and Rainbow Railroad, 60 Minutes. And a few more. Outstanding TV journal, journalism segment. Outstanding newspaper article. Outstanding magazine article. Outstanding magazine overall. I'm not going to go into all of those because those are more journalistic awards. But they are doing... They are honoring outstanding blogs, which I have to honor that. Guys with Kids, Joe My God, My Fabulous Disease, Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence, and Trans Grilled, And there will be special recognition for Netflix. So those are all the Glad nominees with special awards going to Taylor Swift and Janet Mock. All right. So the Golden Globes happened. The SAG Awards are coming up. And I got three movies that I'm going to review for you today. So... Those re- reviews are the first one up is Three Christs. Three Christ is a movie that is produced by AIFC Films. It stars Richard Gere, Peter Dinklage, Bradley Whitford, Walter Goggins, Jane Alexander, James Monroe Engelhart. <laughs> A plethora of people. It has a really, some of might has a really strong cast of of actors, and basically, it deals with this doctor being played by Richard Gere, who is trying to he finds out that at this mental institution in Michigan there are these three men that are um, schizophrenics that believe they th- they're Jesus Christ, and instead of giving them electroshock therapy, he believes that they should be given you know just some compassionate therapy therapy a little compassion goes a long way this film, the pacing of it was a little slow for me, just a little slow, but I feel like the message in it was really really good there's a character played by Kevin Pollock named Dr. Orb. And his character and Richard Gere's character, Dr. Stone, kind of butt heads because they have different ideologies regarding how this treatment should happen. And Dr. Orbis really kind of wants credit for it, which when you're dealing with a power struggle with men um, over who's going to get credit, that's how we ended up in a situation where millions and millions and millions of people died from AIDS all over the world because two entities were fighting over who was going to get credit. So I think that's the big message in that film, um, Humanity versus Power. But it's a really wonderful film. I enjoyed it. It was a little slow in the pacing. It didn't pick up for me until like the final act. But it's called Three Christs. It is produced by IFC Films and it will be released. Well, it it would have been released by the time you see this. So I forgot to say this at the beginning. This is a pre-taped episode of The Curvy Critic. I'm actually at the Critics' Choice Awards as I am talking to you now. But I will check in. If you have some comments for me, leave them down below. Leave me a big old thumbs up down below and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so that you can get all the notifications about everything that's happening this award season and all year round when it comes to film releases right here with The Curvy Critic. All right, so... It would have been released on January 10th. So Three Christ IOC Films, January 10th. Next up is a film called Like a Boss. Now, you know, there's been a lot of serious films, a lot of serious films that have just given me a headache and made me think way too hard. So I was always down for a good little giggle (laughs) and going to see my girl Tiffany Haddish. Say what you want about Tiffany Haddish, but Tiffany Haddish is funny. The girl is funny. You cannot deny that she is funny. And she is producing this film. And it um, co-stars Rose Byrne and Salma Hayek. And um, Billy Porter is in it. Jennifer Coolidge is in it. And they're the best sidekicks ever. But Like a Boss is a film that deals with these two besties, Mia and Mel, played by Tiffany and Rose. They're besties. They've started this cosplay cosmetic company that's doing relatively well, but they're kind of in the red and they're trying to figure out how to get back in the black when they meet Claire, who is played by Selma Hayek, and she gives them all this money. Now, you know, Whenever something looks like it's too good of a thing a good thing, it's too good of a th- good thing. So we've go on this journey with these two ladies through their friendship that's being tested by this woman with all this money who's trying to see if money is really gonna break their friendship up or if being challenged with this particular What's the word? Being challenged with this particular situation is gonna strengthen the bonds of their friendship. That is the premise of the movie. It's gut bucket. The language is foul, 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 but it's funny, funny, funny. I enjoyed it. It comes out on January 10th or it came out on January 10th. Again, it is produced by Tiffany Haddish and it is funny. You know, sometimes you don't go to the movies to, you know, see what the next award-winning film is going to be. Sometimes you go just to laugh, just to be entertained, just to escape from your everyday doldrums of a life, you know, or not doldrums of a life, but, you know, all this political stuff that's going on around us. Sometimes you just need something to escape. And I haven't seen a movie this silly in a long time. I was down for all of it. And, baby, there's a scene with Billy Porter where he has this five-minute exit. It is everything along with this other scene that Natasha Rothwell from Insecure has involving some milk. That's all I'm going to say. Check out Like a Boss. It's in theaters right now. It was released on January 10th. Last but not least is a film called Underwater. It stars Kristen Stewart. And it is kind of, and it's produced by 20th Century Fox. Underwater, kind of never really rises above sea level for me it's one of these films that takes that grabs a little bit of everything from all those types of movies in that genre like a little bit from aliens a little bit from the poseidon adventure kristen stewart has this fierce haircut that i think is going to start a fashion trend it's it's uber cute but underwater is just it just doesn't It just doesn't really get off the ground for me, and I hate to say that because you guys, those of you that have been here before and have heard me critique film, you know that I always try my best to find the positive in a film and not go all the way in on the negative side. I'm not being negative here. I'm just telling the truth, and the truth of the matter is that this film is just—it encompasses a lot of things from other films, like I said, and it doesn't do it as well as their predecessors. The one thing it does do well, though, is it talks about— the um the fact that humanity has been digging down in the ocean floor digging you know into other places for oil and all that kind of stuff and mother nature is kind of like i'm not having it so what happens in the course of this movie is Kristen Stewart works for this company that is down underneath the the deep depths of the sea, digging for whatever they're digging for. And Mother Nature kind of goes off and attacks the humans and kills them and all that. So it's all that going on. But it's produced by 20th Century Fox. This was not my favorite movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I... I like the message of Mother Nature kind of having enough. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy Kristen Stewart, and Kristen Stewart has had a really great year. She had Seberg out in 2019, she had Charlie's Angels the year before that. I think she did Lizzie. She's proven to be a really strong force to be reckoned with in terms of being a dramatic actress. For the life of me, I don't know. I, I don't know if this film looked like it was hella good on paper and she was like, hey, let me do this. I, I honestly I don't know. But it just it didn't work for me. But if how horror thriller is your kind of thing, and if you love Kristen Stewart, then you'll love Underwater, which again was released on January 10th. Now, um, the Critics' Choice Awards, as I said, I'll be there in real time as this is being broadcast, and the Oscars are coming up. The Oscar predictions will be coming up tomorrow on January 13th, and the Critics' Choice Awards are today on January 12th. Um, the Critics' Choice Awards are the Critics' Choice, and the Critics' Choice Awards encompass the the opinions of critics all over the world, from broadcast media to blogging to YouTubers to local um, local broadcasters that produce content and entertainment, it's all over the place. So look for me, I'll be at, where am I going to be? I will be stationed backstage in the winner's circle at the Critics' Choice Awards. So right after you finish watching this Curvy Critic, you'll see me backstage at the Critics' Choice Award, planted back there, or you can check the Critics' Choice Awards Twitter feed or their website, or their Facebook page and catch me there doing a little bit of coverage and you know promotion for the show there. But it's going to be something and I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to it because it it's always a surprise and for me a lot of people look to the Golden Globes as the precursor of what's about to happen with the Oscars and I said this last week when I did my predictions for the the Golden Globes this award season is kind of all over the place like there were some su- there were some surprises last week with Taryn Edgerton winning with Elton John winning but People that know the Golden Globes know that the Hollywood Foreign Press loves Elton John. And no hate toward Elton John. But I really thought that Cynthia Erivo was going to walk away with that for Harriet, for stand-up from Harriet, or Spirit by Beyonce. I thought that those were really two strong songs. But, you know, like I said, it was very, um, very... uh, positive and supportive of the LGBTQ community. And so Elton John was prevailed as a good winner, a big winner that night. But um, leading up to that, let's get into uh, the SAG awards. I want to talk a little bit about the SAG awards real quickly, because I know that those nominations are going to come nominations. Those nominations have already happened, but the award ceremony is going to be on the 19th. Um, but, I just want to talk about what they are and how they kind of work themselves out. Because the SAG Awards, SAG stands for Screen Actors Guild, for those of you that don't know. And it's the governing body for actors. So anybody that is an actor whose dues are paid up, whether they are on a television series or not, if they are a paid up member of the Screen Actors Guild, they can vote for the SAG Awards. And so I think the SAG Awards actually has in the last couple of years has ended up being the precursor to what we think is going to turn around and show who's an, who's going to be an Oscar winner. But you never know. Um, but I'll just go through those really quickly. The um, Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role nominations for that are pretty much the same ones that we have for the Golden Globes. Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Taryn Edgerton, and Joaquin Phoenix. People loved... Rocket Man, so I'm thinking maybe a lot of the actors may vote for um, Taryn Edgerton again for the SAG Award. But people also love Joaquin Phoenix, and they may vote for him for Joker. Or people might, you know, just decide that they want to give Adam Driver some love for Marriage Story. I'm telling you, it's kind of all over the place. Outstanding performance by a female actor... Same as the Golden Globes. Cynthia Erivo, Scarlett Johansson. The only one that wasn't in it for the Golden Globes was Lupita Nyong'o for us. Charlize Theron and Renee Zellweger. At the Golden Globes, Renee Zellweger took home the prize. This is a leading role. So what would be nice is to see Lupita Nyong'o win for for a horror film. That's what would be nice. I know that people love Charlize Theron. I know that there was a lot of controversy around Cynthia Erivo. Um, And I know that Marriage Story isn't getting a whole lot of love. So I'm going to go with Lupita Nyong'o. I'm going to pick Lapita Nyong'o for that one. Um, outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, Jamie Foxx, Tom Hanks, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. It's a safe bet to say that Brad Pitt or Joe Pesci are probably going to win in that category. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Lopez, and Margot Robbie. Um... I'm thinking that in that particular category, Jennifer Lopez is going to win. Remember, these are the actors that are voting. And actors love Jennifer Lopez. And a lot of people feel like she should have got her due with Selena, like me. So I'm going to go with that one. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Bombshell, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time, Hollywood, and Parasite. I'm thinking it's probably going to go between Parasite and Once Upon a Time and Hollywood is what I'm thinking is going to happen with that category. Um, and I'm thinking my my guess is for outstanding performance by a male actor in a television series. I'm hoping that it goes to Jarrell Jerome for When They See Us. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a television series. I'm hoping that that goes to Michelle Williams for. Fosse Verdon. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series. I'm hoping... It may go to Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones, because a lot of actors love Game of Thrones, but there's also a lot of love for Sterling Cake Brown in that category. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series. I'm hoping that people kind of um, give Jennifer Aniston some love for the um, morning show. She's really good in that, and and I don't think she's been honored for any of her dramatic work. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. I'm guessing they love Bill Hader in that category. They love Michael Douglas in that category. But Andrew Scott, I think, won the Golden Globe, so he may win here too. Outstanding performance by a female actor. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Phoebe Waller Bridge. People seem to really love Fleabag. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series. I'm wanted to go to The Crown. I love The Crown. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a com- comedy series is probably going to either go to um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Fleabag, or Barry. Those seem to be the favorites, and those are some of the nominees. Stunt ensemble should hands down go to Ford versus Ferrari. and outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a comedy drama series should go to Glow, in my opinion, or Watchmen. Or, but it's probably going to go to Game of Thrones. And, of course, um, the 56th annual SAG Achievement Lifetime Achievement Award is going to go to Robert De Niro. And we know that he has um, the Irishman out with um, Martin Scorsese this year, which seems to be doing really well. So it seems to be a toss-up um, award season-wise between the Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, And um, those bigger budget films, I was sorry to see Clemency not on that list, Just Mercy not on that list, and those actors that were in those films with the exception of Jamie Foxx. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's get into a little news action. Last week, I forgot to talk about this. Um, I was on a show that was on ABC. I had a, a small guest star part on it. It was called Ugly Betty. And it was created by Silvio Horta. And unfortunately, news came down the pipe this week that Silvio took his own life. Um, My prayers and thoughts go out to his family, to people that or close to him and love him. He was wonderfully funny, wonderfully gifted, and I, I want to spend s- send a special shout-out to my co-star, America Ferrera because Ugly Betty helped launch her career, so I'm sure that this is especially hard and difficult for her at this time. So, again, prayers and thoughts out to Silvia Horta's family, his friends, and rest in peace, brother. There was a lot of news last week, and I didn't bring this up, until I had more information. There's another station on the internet called Collider and they went through a big overhaul this week where they let go of a bunch of people and one of those people that they let go was somebody that's near and dear to us over here at the Black Hollywood Live After Buzz TV Popcorn Talk Family is Roxy Stryer but Roxy has a show of her own called Life at the Roxy and you can catch that here you can catch it on her YouTube page so I'm just putting that out there because Roxy is one of the people responsible for me being here at Black Hollywood Live she auditioned me she she pulled me up when I needed to be pulled up back in the day and she's one of my biggest supporters today so I want to give back and support her with her show Life at the Roxy please check her out on YouTube follow her on all social media platforms Roxy Stryer s-t-r-i-a-r if you're not already a fan of Collider and her work there please go check it out I'm sure those videos are still up and running the other person I want to shout out from Collider is John Rocha. He was someone else that was let go, and he had been there for a while, but he also has something on YouTube called the Outlaw Nation. So if you don't know about John Rocha and his name is spelled R-O-C-H-A, check him out at the Outlaw Nation. I'm all about supporting others the way of, the way people support me, because without the support of Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, and the full entire staff, including J-Lo, who was engineering and producing this show for me today I would not be here I would not look good I would not look professional I just you know I'm eternally grateful and humbled to all of the support that I give so I try to pay it forward and give that support to others in this lane as well all right um Next up is, there is, let me see, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about Harvey Weinstein. So Harvey Weinstein trial started this week, too. And he, yeah, so there's that. And he had the nerve to ask for Gloria Allred to be put out of court. And then he asked for the rape charge to be thrown out of court because of some cell phone madness. Look, fool, if you did it, you did it. Getting Gloria Allred kicked out of the courtroom, asking for the rape charge to be dropped over some cell phone madness, and walking up in there with a walker, that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you, Harvey Weinstein. You made your bed, and now you have to lie in it. Too bad. Too sad. Um... There have been some appointments. Oh, and then I want to talk about this real quick, too, because I might run out of time. So the BAFTA nominations came out this week. The British American Film Television Academy nominations came out. And it was just as lily white as it could be. It seems like Oscar So White is happening all over again. And I had a conversation with somebody about this last night. And they were saying to me that, you know, this has been happening for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years since there's been you know, award season or racial um, di- racial divide in this country. It's been happening for a really long time. We can't expect it to be c- cleared overnight. And it annoys me personally that the only time we have these discussions about diversity or racial inequality or the fact that we don't see enough black, Latino or Asian people or disabled people here, there and everywhere is during award season – This happens all year round, y'all. It doesn't just happen when an award (coughs) show comes up. This happens all year round. It happens with actors. It happens with producers. It happens with directors. It happens with film critics. It happens with people above the line, below the line. This is an ongoing issue that goes on 365 days, seven days a week. So let's not just have this conversation at awards time, but since we're having this conversation, let's talk about the fact that the BAFTA Awards, who didn't nominate their own, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, who, not for nothing, but she was really stellar in that film. I've talked about her on this show before. I've interviewed her on this show before, and I've been a huge supporter of hers. Despite the controversy, Cynthia Erivo is a really extraordinarily gifted actress and singer. Having said that, it boggled my mind that the BAFTAs thought, yeah, we're not going to nominate you, but can you come over here and sing? Yeah. So they dissed her by not giving her a nomination and then turned around and said, yeah, we know we didn't nominate you, but can you come over here and sing for us? And she said no. And I'm really glad that she said no because guess what? She's not a performing pony to just perform no matter how you treat her. You have to respect her for all for her whole body of work. And uh, you know, even the even the people that run BAFTA were like, we don't know what happened. It, it, we don't know how this became undiverse. But hopefully they'll fix that. And I understand that race relations in the UK is very different than race relations here. But Race relations are race relations, in my opinion, no matter where you live. You know, if you feel in some kind of way about somebody because they're different, then that's a race relation no matter where you are in the world. And I, I have problems with that. I have issues with that. Um, so hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll get that together. There, an ABC also announced this week that there's not going to be another host Oscars. They decided that they want to focus more on big star presenters and big moments like the Queen medley or like that shallow moment between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga that everybody talked about for 5,000 years. That was like the biggest moment of the Oscars to me, baby. I could barely tell you who won but I remember that moment. So And they know that too. So ratings-wise they feel like that the show will probably do better without a host. And we remember last year and every year that they have a host, it's always drama. It's always who's going to host the Oscars and then they get somebody and then something happens and they end end up not doing it. Like one time, I think they asked Eddie Murphy to do it and there was some drama and he ended up not doing it. And then last year we had the Kevin Hart debacle. So, and he ended up not doing it, which resulted in them going hostless, which they're also doing this year. So that is that. Um, so, and that brings me to, the end of the show. So you guys, like I said, it's so wonderful to always have you guys here and and to have your support and shouting me out online and talking to me on the Twitter and in the, the gram. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Again, if you have not been here before and this is your first time here, please click the subscribe button below. Give me a big old thumbs up to let me know you were here. Tell me what you think about the show. I always want your feedback and I want to hear what you're thinking and how you feel about it. This was episode 96. I have done 96 episodes of this. I have a big surprise for y'all on episode 100. But until that time, let me tell you what's happening next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Sundance. I'll be going to the Sundance Film Festival. We're going to talk about Bad Boys for Life and Robert Downey Jr. in Doolittle. So until that time, please follow your girl Carla Renata on all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. Subscribe to the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata right here at Black Hollywood Live. You can always catch me right after this over at Afterbuzz TV at the general hospital after show or the GH Report as we affectionately call it. And um, until the next time. I'll see you soon. Love, piece of hair grease, and see you on the flip side. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.